Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm really excited to have yet another guest for the first like half of the episode so far. I've done them by myself, and now I finally got organized to get all of our guests on here, and I'm really excited um, to interview today Courtney, our fellow coach. So Courtney, and I don't even know if you know this, Courtney, whenever I um, tell people in the discovery call like about why they should work with you, I'm always like, when I was looking for a coach to take a bunch of clients that um, that would help me back off and build a business, I'm always like, I really just wanted somebody who reminded me a lot of myself, like had very similar mentalities, was organized and everything, and that was you. And so that's why I've really like brought you on board. And I know you've had a really great experience with clients and they've loved you and, and signed back on to keep in touch and everything. So let's just dive into uh, talking about you and introducing you. So can you tell us a little bit about like where your journey even started and why did you want to become a dietitian? Yeah. So I have always just been fascinated by the idea that we can change our health by the foods that we choose. Um, I, growing up, my mom was a nurse. And so I heard a lot of horror stories about like, people with chronic health conditions. And so when I realized, oh, you can actually help mitigate some of that and lower your risk for some of these chronic health conditions that people struggle with through the food and dietary choices that you make, um, just from a really young age, that was always what I wanted to do, was just help people um, with preventative health and just increasing their overall health and well-being so they can live the longest, healthiest lives possible. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I feel like that's the same for like everybody that I've really interviewed and ourself, myself. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be, why you would become a dietitian if you were interested in like helping the health of other people. Um, because so much of nutrition is like preventative care and really helping like things later on in life. So I think that is great. What about your education? So you live in Tennessee, right? Like where did you go to school and do your dietetic internship? Yeah. So I went to the university of Tennessee at Chattanooga, and then I did my internship in Chattanooga. It was a distance program through, um, the university of Tennessee at Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And during, you know, my education, I feel like it really just obviously deepened my understanding and my appreciation for the science of nutrition and just all of the emerging research that's coming out about like the microbiome. And there's just, you know, so many new elements of nutrition research coming out all the time. So I just really 
love being in a field that there's just constantly new information coming out to keep up with and new ways to, you know, figure out how to help our clients better. Yeah, I guess kind of like going back to that. So to dive a little bit deeper where like you can make an impact, like you can argue, make an impact on health in a lot of different areas in healthcare from nurses to doctors to, I don't know, like speech therapists, all that. Why do you feel like you specifically pick nutrition to make that difference? I mean, it's food is just such an integral part of our lives. And, you know, you're eating multiple times a day, every single day. And obviously we want to have balance and all foods can fit into a healthy diet, but it's just such an integral part of people's lives. And so that's just, there's so many opportunities to make a change every single day and to make different decisions, include different foods. And there's just, you know, a lot of different ways to help people in terms of nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing I think that other coaches have said too, is, um, the same thing that you're just saying, like, I mean, you eat like three times a day, so mm-hmm. you have so much impact and it's like, it seems like, I feel like eating is such a simple thing because everybody does mm-hmm. it, but I don't know what it is. Like everybody makes it so complicated. And so there are, mm-hmm. oh, there's definitely like a lot of work to do as a dietitian to kind of correct those things. Um, what about after your internship, like where did life kind of take you after that for jobs? Yeah, so um, actually, during my undergraduate degree, I worked at a health food supplement store. And after my internship, they actually wanted me to come back and work there as their dietitian. Um, So during that time, I would still kind of help customers out on the floor with different health foods and supplements. But I also like had an office where I kind of did one-on-one counseling like we do here at the Millennial Nutritionist. But I feel like during that time, I really grew an appreciation for like complementary and alternative medicine. So I have a really deep appreciation for how herbs and different supplements can be integrated into someone's diet to complement an already healthy eating routine. Oh, cool. I don't even think I knew that, which I feel like so bad at supplements. Like I don't ever know, like really how to recommend them. I'm always like, uh, maybe just take a multivitamin and eat your fruits and vegetables. Cause I don't really know the intricacies of what to recommend, but I think that's really cool that, um, you were able to get that experience. Like did the people that you saw there, did they like want counseling, just like basic nutrition counseling, or did they like want specifics on like supplements or how did that work since it was a supplement store? As far as the the customers that I worked with, like out on the floor, a lot of times they were coming in to get supplements. Sometimes they would, you know, say, okay, I'm have arthritis. Like, what do you have that, you know, might help with that? Or maybe their doctor had sent them in for something and they just kind of needed pointing in the right direction as in terms of like what brand to choose. But the clients that I worked with one-on-one um, because they knew that I was a dietitian, did kind of want one-on-one um, health counseling and like overall diet counseling. Um, but I would as well with those clients kind of integrate maybe some supplements that I thought might help them. Um, I'm not huge on like, I, I think some people do try to use supplements as maybe like a band-aid for poor health choices. But I think in a lot of cases, they can 
help to enhance a diet if you're already, you know, doing the basics in terms of a healthy diet. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. That's how I always kind of respond. Like, and it's not really going to hurt you unless like I look and see that, Oh no, this one might interact with like a medication or something. It's like, it's worth a try, but let's make sure we cover the basics first. Um, but I know supplements are so hard. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize like sometimes it does fall on the dietitian because it's like something you eat, especially if it comes from a herb to figure out like how it really interacts with the body. And I just never really, they get so complicated for me. So I never know like how to recommend them, but that's cool. Um, Did that like change at all? How you thought about nutrition or was that kind of like what you're talking about? Like getting an appreciation for the herbs? Yeah, I don't think it really changed how I thought about nutrition necessarily, but you know, a lot of things in terms of supplements, like some of our knowledge, as far as those go, do come from like nutrition. So for example, um, turmeric or curcumin, that's the extract from turmeric. A lot of the research on it came about because in, you know, places where they eat a whole lot of like curry and turmeric is just like a really integral part of their diet. They realize, oh, these people are having a lot of health benefits, like lower rates of Alzheimer's, um, less issues with like joint pain and arthritis and started looking into that. And that's, you know, kind of how a lot of the research on turmeric came about. So more of an understanding of the supplements in relation to an already healthy diet. Yeah. I think, have you read the book, how not to die or have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I haven't read that one yet. Oh, I feel like you would like it because that's what it's all about. I don't tend to recommend it to too many clients. Cause again, it's like it's made by a doctor and he kind of skips over the basics of like what we recommend. So I always want to make sure like the basics are covered, you know, being a calorie deficit exercise for some vegetables, but he's really big into tons of spices. And he talks all about like all of the benefits more from like a health standpoint, not a weight loss standpoint. Um, but it's really interesting when he, he does talk about studies like that, about like turmeric, about like spices in general. I didn't realize like how kind of like potent in nutrients they are. Cause I guess they're like yeah. younger plants, mm-hmm. um, and beans and everything. And yeah, it's really, really like you can really dive deep into nutrition and like learn so much, which is why ultimately I created this program just to like boil it down to like one goal of weight loss, but there, you can always take it like in so many different areas with anti-inflammation and everything like that. Do you love our realistic approach on nutrition, but want to dive a little bit deeper? Let me tell you about the millennial living membership program. This was designed to help you stay motivated and inspired no matter what health journey you're on. We develop monthly nutrition and fitness challenges with prizes you can win if you stick with it to help motivate you through every month. To inspire you, we upload weekly recipes with downloadable food lists, monthly food demos, and we can even have a registered dietitian answer your questions on nutrition and weight loss. Our members form a community with other like-minded people to help support each other on their health journey. If you are seeking a way to stay motivated throughout your health journey with our method in mind, try signing up for the Millennial Living Membership Program for the first two weeks free by signing up on our website at themillennialnutritionist.com. How do you feel like all those experiences from like your internship and schooling, and even maybe if it just comes from the, um, your previous job, how do you feel like that made you a better coach for our, the millennial nutritionist clients? I think that I bring a good balance between 
nutritional knowledge and understanding of behavioral change. One thing I didn't mention about my education is I actually got a minor in psychology as well. So that kind of helped me understand behavioral change because it's one thing to understand, okay, this is a a healthy thing to do, or these are the changes that you should make to your diet, but figuring out you know, what led to the behavior to begin with? Because in some cases, you know, people kind of already know maybe some of the things that they should be doing, but don't understand how to change their habits. So I'm able to look at a person's diet, their health history and say, okay, here would be my suggestions, but let's work together to figure out realistic, manageable steps that you can take to get you to these changes. Yeah. I think I didn't realize that either. That's really awesome. I think I always want to try to find my, like a therapist we can partner up with, but I can never find Mm -hmm. one that like kind of works like we do and doesn't just like um, work for insurance for their state, but I'm always looking, um, but that's really cool. So it sounds like you're really able to use that like specific past education to help elicit behavior change, which I think is like commonly looked over for nutrition interventions. Do you feel like that's like what you're kind of saying? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What about like you personally? So I find that all of us would probably be like our ideal clients if we didn't, we didn't become dietitians, right? Because like you said, we all eat. And I know for me, especially like I, um, I, I just can't imagine what it would feel like to like not know how to eat, especially with like all of the media that's come out um, mm-hmm. about everything and having to navigate like which recommendations are for you. So what do you do specifically to like manage your health with, I mean, the stress of like, I you know, taking on clients and kind of walking through that journey with them and even just like day to day. What do you do to really manage your health despite all that? For me, exercise is an absolute must. Um, I'm very prone to like overanalyzing and that can kind of cause anxiety. So if I don't exercise for a while, I notice those issues kind of starting to build up. Exercise really just gives me an outlet to sort of get outside of my head, get my body moving um, so that... I have to have, you know, at least a few days per week of exercise to get that good stress relief in. Also, I just kind of know my core things that I need to do to maintain my nutrition. So, you know, I know I need to get enough of my protein in. I know I need to get enough of my water in. Um, I try to eat a lot of greens and, you know, I have these few handful of core things that I make sure that I'm doing even during like stressful or more busy times. And then after that, I might have some extra things that I add in, but I don't beat myself up about those extra things. So as long as I keep my core things in focus, and then I main flexibility beyond that. So if I had a little bit more dessert this week than I intended to. I'm not going to beat myself up over that because I'm doing the baseline things that I need to do to feel good. And yeah, that really just helps keep me sane amongst all all the craziness of life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you really have those kind of like 
like when we think about like the behavior chain, like what really needs to happen first to like get everything else in line. And it sounds like, like exercise is a big one for you. And then like, just thinking everything in balance. Do you ever, ever have, I feel like so many of our clients have problems with like the time management part of things. Like, I feel like they know they should be doing that. But then when it comes down to like, you were saying like the behavior part of it, that's where they struggle. Do you ever feel like you do struggle with that? Or like, how do you make sure that like, you do have time to um, carry out those things that you need? I am a big like planner. And so I just try to like mark out some time, maybe at the beginning of my week where I can kind of schedule in time to maybe do a little bit of like meal prep or um, to save time. I always do like the grocery ordering online. So I make sure that I've got plenty of like grab and go like protein items or maybe like fruit on hand that I can just like grab and go where if I maybe don't have as much time to prep things one day I know that I've got things that are ready to like grab and go so I don't have to you know spend hours every day in the kitchen cooking yeah that's why I feel like it comes down to a lot with clients too that I feel like that lack of planning. I mean, I've had some clients and they don't have to plan. And I'm like, I wish I was like that. Like they are easy to just like figure it out in the moment every time. But I think what I find from like the biggest change from before clients to after clients is really just like a big part is like planning and setting aside that time to just schedule in your exercise. And maybe I do a grocery delivery order, making sure you go to the grocery store every Sunday. So it sounds like you're right in line with that. Yeah, Cause Um, even if, you know, the it might seem initially like the planning is going to take more time, but when you're going about your daily life and you've got all of these stresses from work and at home and those are on you, but you've planned ahead of time, it actually ends up being less time consuming to kind of do a little bit more planning on the front end. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, but just putting that time to like, really make sure like, this is the time you have. And then you don't have to like go to the grocery store later on in the middle of the week, or you don't have to like get so stressed out that you can't even do your grocery order where I've had clients say that too. Putting that plan into place, I think like ultimately saves more time and just helps you to feel less stressed out by knowing that you're just making good decisions throughout the week. But cool. So moving into some of the specialties, so all of our dietitians do a little, um, have different specialties kind of based on what they're really interested in, um, personally and what, you know, what they're interested in really helping clients with. So they get like good experience as well. And I think what they're better at Courtney has some really interesting specialties. So, um, the first one is that Courtney takes our clients with a history of eating disorders and God bless her because that is a hard, uh, you know, that's a hard topic to really tackle, but maybe just start with like why we, so I have client, the coaches really pick what they want to do. Um, why did you feel drawn to like, be okay with like taking some of those clients on? Yeah. So I actually, one of the things that drew me to nutrition is I had an eating disorder in the past when I was in high school and I actually worked with a registered dietitian who That was her primary specialty, um, was just working with eating disorder clients. And so that was actually one of the populations that I always wanted to work with going into dietetics. And after I, um, you know, met with that dietitian, I really found myself no longer looking at food from like a numbers 
based view. So like when I had my eating disorder, I would just get so focused in on like the numbers and keeping my calories as low as possible. After I worked with her, I started to learn about the other benefits of food. So rather than just like viewing food as the enemy and something that I needed to keep as low as possible, I realized why my body needed all of these calories, all of these different micronutrients and macronutrients and learning how the food was benefiting me actually made it easier for me to fuel myself well and provide my body with the things that it needed. Okay. So I feel like I hear you saying that, um, like, yeah, with the history of, um, like under eating or anorexia, um, you struggle with that, but then like kind of learning from a a registered dietitian, how that wasn't like necessarily healthy or good for your body. And then learning like how you can nourish your body and even feel better in the long run kind of helped you, um, recover. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. And so you take those clients on for us and how do you even like start with a client who has a history of an eating disorder? Like, what does that look like compared to somebody who doesn't have that history? Yeah. And so for those clients that we take on, we obviously want to make sure that, you know, they have been recovered for a while that they, you know, have worked with or are working with a therapist to make sure that, you know, they're in the right headspace to do a program like ours. Also, when I'm sitting down with these clients, um, I like to find out what triggers that they've had in the past so that we can make sure to completely avoid any of those. I also like to learn, even though, you know, they've been recovered for a while, when they had their eating disorder, what were sort of the behaviors they exhibited during that time? And that way, I kind of know what to look out for. So if they're becoming hyper fixated on like the numbers, the calories, the number on the scale, or they're getting super black and white with their thinking, like thinking about, okay, these are the good foods, these are the bad foods, or they're placing like a moral value on themselves based on how they're eating, then I kind of know, okay, maybe we need to pull back, do something differently. But yeah, really just learning their history, their triggers, what behaviors to kind of look out for so that I can help them stay vigilant to make sure we are only moving in a positive direction and not falling back into any of those old habits. I think that's great. And that's the same thing that I, when we do a discovery call with clients, I do ask if they've had a history of eating disorder. And we like to, I mean, I don't really feel comfortable taking clients on that haven't been are less than three years in from recovery, just because I don't know a lot about the area of eating disorders. So I don't, I just want to make sure that they're in the best place possible. And I do, you know, ask, you know, is we teach calorie tracking primarily, or at least with that, our program is based on like, do you think that's going to be triggering for you? But, and, you know, as long as they feel like, oh no, you know, I know myself, like, that's fine. I think that that, you know, is going to be fine for me. What happens if you were to like get a client who you do notice is like more, uh, like a little too focused on the calories or focused on like the wrong, the wrong aspect of it. Like you were saying, like, how would you kind of switch them to something else or what would that look like? Yeah. So in the past, um, when clients, you know, are maybe becoming too focused on like the calorie number, we might pull away from tracking entirely and maybe 
they just take photos of their food and send me those. And then, you know, we're kind of looking at, okay, look, you had a good size of protein on this meal, or maybe we're counting the colors of like different fruits and vegetables that they have on their plate. And then if they're becoming too focused on like weight, for example, shifting the focus to other non-weight-based goals. So maybe we start focusing on like increasing their fitness or trying out a different exercise routine, tracking how their energy levels are throughout the day, how that's changing, uh, how they're feeling their overall self-confidence. So just shifting away from just that numbers-based tracking to other um, metrics. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's the same thing that, um, like before I had you on, I was really careful about the clients I brought on because with eating disorders, because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable unless like in the discovery call, they said no red flags or anything. Um, and that's the same thing that I used to do, but I even would have like some clients too, who didn't have a history of eating disorder. And maybe they're just like too busy to calorie track, or they were like getting way too caught up in the details. Like I remember I had one client she was an entrepreneur and like every day she would just feel so defeated that she couldn't calorie track. So we really switched her over to, um, doing my plate instead and just uploading pictures. And she lost way more weight doing that than calorie uh-huh. tracking because she was able to just like not get so focused on like the intricacies of everything and being perfect. And instead just like, look at the portions on her plate and that helped her to do better. Do you have any like examples of working with clients either with the millennial nutritionist or beyond like what that looked like, just so people can like get an understanding? Yeah. Um, so like I had one client who she was very triggered by like weighing herself at all. Um, that was just a huge trigger for her looking at the number on the scale. So we just didn't weigh at all. She would just focus on her energy levels, maybe how her clothes are fitting, um, working on like some fitness goals. And we actually found that for her, and this just goes to show, you know, how individualized it is, that calorie tracking was actually beneficial for her because she was actually subconsciously when she wasn't tracking under eating. So we realized when she first started tracking, oh, you're on a lot of days only eating like 1300 calories. And we actually need to get you up to like 2100 calories. So it became more about trying to add things to get to the calorie target to properly fuel her body for her day-to-day activities and the exercise that she was doing. And so calorie tracking was actually a beneficial tool for her, even though she'd had the history of eating disorder. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that either, not like really coming from this world. Um, and not thinking that like all eating disorders are the same or like have the same triggers that some people aren't like, don't, don't feel triggered by the calorie tracking. And then some people feel, um, triggered by that, but may not feel triggered by other things. And then that's really awesome that you're just able to bring like an individualized approach to those different clients. Like, how do you approach, or do you feel like it's okay for clients to, to even like lose weight with a history of eating disorders or like, how does that work? Cause I want to be clear that that is what we offer. Like we're not like an eating disorder recovery center by any means. We just um, pay special attention to clients who have had a previous history of eating disorders who want to lose weight. So like, what is kind of your stance on that? If the person is at a 
weight that, you know, research shows is putting them at risk for maybe other health issues. I think that it is, as long as they have been recovered, they've worked with a therapist who, you know, agrees that they're in a good place, that it is healthy for them to work on weight loss. But with those clients, um, we do this with all of our clients, but especially with those with a history of eating disorder, we really take special care to make sure we're putting extra emphasis on those other factors, you know, the energy levels, their own self-confidence, and really emphasizing that those metrics are equally as valid and in a lot of cases even more valid than the number on the scale. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's what we make sure to do with really all clients. This program was really made to not to be a weight loss program, but to not be so results driven that that's the only thing we really care about. Like we do have a goal for clients to lose weight. So we're not trying to like hide behind anything else, but you know, healthy weight loss, because at least what I've seen from clients who do other programs, like other programs don't always focus on the healthy part of it or just the long-term um, ability to keep your weight off. And really that comes from living a healthy lifestyle overall, which just means focusing on other things than just the scale. It means also thinking about like, how is your strength going? Because if you are not focusing on strength then your weight will be lower, but it's not good for the long-term for health or for metabolism. And sometimes that can look like a slower weight loss overall, but it means you'll have longer weight loss because your metabolism is preserved and all of those things. So we do make sure with all clients to really focus on that. Isn't that right? That's what you do too. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that made me think, you know, another client that I just worked with recently, she had never been diagnosed with an eating disorder, but she may be, you know, like a lot of people, especially women had some disordered eating in the past, like kind of chronic dieting and like being really hard on herself and like really basing her value on like how quote unquote, well, or not well she was eating. Um, and she was already, you know, on the upper end of like the healthy weight range. She wanted to lose a few pounds when she came in, but as we worked together more and more, she started, you know, focusing on other aspects of her health even more. And she ended up, you know, still losing a little bit of weight, but by the end, she said that wasn't really even her primary focus anymore. She said she felt like she got so much out of the program. You know, it was during the beginning of winter when we were working together and she said she normally like struggled with seasonal affective disorder. And a lot of that was kind of tied to her issues with food. But she said by the end of it, she had really um, learned so much balance and wasn't being so hard on herself anymore. She was getting stronger and trying all kinds of different exercises that she hadn't tried before. Her digestive health was improving. And so even though she came into it, just focusing really on the number on the scale by the end of it, she felt like she had gained so many other things and that was no longer her primary focus. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think it is hard um, to, cause there's a lot of black and white between or not black and white. I feel like gray area between 
disordered eating and eating disorders that are like clinically diagnosed. Um, and like, I feel like almost all my clients have like disordered eating just because I think mm-hmm. it seems it's like so normal. Cause so many yeah. other programs out there dramatically decrease calories. Mm-hmm. Don't put emphasis on like health healthfulness of food or your relationship with food. And so, yeah, I feel like my clients like day in and day out, they look like that too. And a lot of them, my hope is by the end of it too, that they are able to like appreciate more for their body than just like the number on the scale, but more of like how they feel. A lot of them tell me that, that they're like more motivated to by the end of it to just like continue to feel good because they didn't realize like how bad they were feeling either under fueling or eating like a lot of like fried food or something like that. Yes. What about like, let, like by the end, what are kind of the hopes that you have for clients either with like, maybe even if they don't even have a history of an eating disorder, like some clients really just resonate with like wanting to put more of an emphasis on like kind of what you're saying with like increasing, um, like other factors besides just the weight, like energy and strength and preserving their relationship with food along this weight loss journey. Like, what do you really hope that they get out of working with you or at the end of three months, what are the results that you're hoping for? One is I I hope for my clients to have confidence in their food choices and in knowing that all foods really can fit into a healthy diet because so many people come in to our program um, thinking, you know, that they're so confused that they just don't know what to eat because there's so many different ideas about food and nutrition out there, you know, in the media and there's keto or paleo or super low calorie, like 1200 calorie diets. And people just feel really confused about their food choices. So I want them to feel confident in the choices that they're making and that they know what they need to eat to fuel their body well and give their body what it needs but also know that it's completely fine for them to include all of the other more like fun foods that they enjoy and that that doesn't make them unhealthy to do that. Also just really getting away from like the black and white thinking, you know, there's not a column of good foods and bad foods. Um, There's really, you know, it's mostly a gray area. Different foods do hold different benefits. And some of those benefits are more like of an emotional and like psychological benefit than the physiological benefit. But all of those foods can be included for a healthy mind and body. It sounds like what you're saying is that like through education, through the help of an expert like you, a registered dietitian, that they're able to just like have a, like a more sound, like research-based plan for what is actually healthy and not having like all this rigid structure around things that don't even matter for health that end up kind of like, like decreasing their relationship with food and decreasing their health overall. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Because so many people go into like these very rigid plans and then maybe they stick to it for a while with varying degrees of success but so many of those just aren't sustainable for the long term so they end up breaking going back into all of their old bad habits feeling really bad about themselves beating themselves up about it and then they're 
you know, oftentimes just as bad or worse off than they were before they started the super rigid plan. For sure. And then I feel like it builds up like a history of like, they just kind of carry that on to the next thing. How do you, cause I feel like a lot of people um, think that calorie tracking is super, super rigid. How do you, cause you're kind of saying like opposite things there. Like you kind of use calorie tracking to teach people how not to be rigid. Like, what does that look like for your clients? You know, it is a weight loss plan. So at the end of the day, we, if we're going to see weight loss, there does have to be a degree of a caloric deficit. Um, And, you know, in certain cases, the person like the client that you mentioned, you know, might be able to do more like a my play approach from the very beginning and still see that weight loss. But in a lot of cases, it's just hard for people to keep up with those calories mentally. And pretty much every, I can't think of a single one who hasn't, every client that I've worked with, the calories that we give them, they say, oh, I think this is going to be too much. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to eat this. And so it actually becomes less of like a rigid, restrictive thing and more like a oh, you're eating five, six, 700 calories on most days less than we need you to eat. And so what can we actually add into your diet? And so that's a tool in the beginning. And then once they've been tracking for a while, they kind of get into a flow. They sort of know, not exactly, but more how many calories are in things. And it becomes easier to do more like a, a my plate sort of approach after you've used tracking as sort of a tool to make sure you're getting all of the things that you need and that it's more of a tool to get us to the ultimate goal of no longer having to track. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I like hundred percent agree with everything you just said. And I would have said the same thing. I think that like, I mean, um, when I was making this program too, I didn't, really want people to track in the beginning either. I mean, I wanted them to be able to lose weight with my plate by itself, but I found that there's just so many people that have such a uh, crazy history with dieting that it's like, I must just have to, you just have to like start from scratch and be like, no, you cannot only eat a thousand calories. You need to be eating 1800 calories. So like get used to your body, like eating that. And then we'll just like rebuild how you kind of think from food from there. So I think you said it really well with just that, like using it as a tool to get them to understand what the calories are that they should be eating. And most of the time, yeah, it's like more than they think. And then from there changing how they think about nutrition so they can like just more so like eat without the tracking later on. Is that like what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to your next specialty is a really hot topic. I think in nutrition right now is food restrictions and food intolerances. Why do you feel like passionate to really help clients with this? Or like, what does it, what does that even mean for your clients to like be able to help them with food restrictions or intolerances? Weight loss is already, you know, challenging, but if you already have like a food intolerance, And then you're adding in a weight loss plan on top of that. That can be tricky to navigate. So I really just enjoy helping those clients figure out how they can adhere to like a weight loss plan while navigating those food intolerances that they have um, in the least restrictive way possible. Also, some of the clients that I work with 
you know, come in and they have maybe some digestive issues, think that there might be an intolerance there, but they're not sure what it is. So in those cases, a lot of times I'll just have them kind of keep a log of sort of their gut reactivity. And because they're already tracking, that allows me to maybe go back through their diary and kind of look at the changes in their digestive health from day to day and see if we can start to tease apart maybe some of the foods that are causing them issues. Because it can be really difficult to try to adhere to a weight loss program when you've got a hyperreactive gut going on. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like really just like helping them to kind of navigate all the layers of like first how to like lose weight, like calorie deficit, exercising, all that good stuff. But then when you like layer on a possible like gut dysfunction or like thinking that you have like some, like a food allergy or restriction or knowing that you do, and then like also have to navigate that, that's really what you help them just to like clarify what to actually do. Is that right? Yeah. And I know like a lot of the clients we work with, they are just really busy and it seems like having a food restriction which I get a lot too from like the PCOS or hypothyroid clients or autoimmune clients. They most of the time don't eat gluten or dairy with that comes an added layer of, I think like having to have a little bit of time to like find groceries that work and like find recipes that work. And maybe they like, you know, don't want to miss out eating with their friends. Like how would, how do you help somebody who is like that, who maybe like lives in a big city who wants to eat out a lot socially, um, doesn't feel like they have time for food prep, but like has like an intolerance to a food or something like that. Like, how would you help that type of client? I think in that situation, you know, thankfully, I think overall as like a society, we're becoming more conscious of like overall gut health and, you know, the different food intolerances that people have. Um, So because that's the case, especially in like bigger cities and whatnot, a lot of restaurants are familiar with people having like certain food restrictions. So in those cases, I really recommend looking at the menu ahead of time. And then if, you know, there's not a whole lot that adheres to that person's food restrictions, you can always call the place because a lot of times um, chefs are willing to like modify certain things for people. And then once you do that and kind of figure out a handful of like go-to places that you know, okay, there's this place and I can get this item or I can just ask for this specific modification and you have your like go-to items in your city, it makes it easier to navigate, but it's really just a matter of doing a little bit of prep work ahead of time, like looking at the menu, like I said, maybe calling the place to ask if they do modifications. And thankfully, a lot of places are willing to make those accommodations. Yeah, I think that's you. That's what I tell clients. So sometimes like if I'm like, halfway through working with them, they have hypothyroidism. They haven't really been responding well to our basic plan. Normally I start trying to take away gluten and dairy just because there is a connection with inflammation, not for all people, but for some, and sometimes they're really scared. I'm like, look, like we live in a good time where there's a lot of options for you Mm -hmm. now. It's not like 10 years ago. And so it is definitely getting easier, but I think it's scary to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, 
But cool. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Courtney. I feel like we've learned so much and I feel like we could definitely make like all those topics, <laughs> like even like solo sessions. So we'll definitely have to have you come back on because I get a lot of questions, especially about like the food allergies. I feel like the tests are so popular right now. I get a lot of questions about that um, that are recommended. So um, we'll definitely have to have you back and do a deep dive. But um, thank you so much for joining us. And you can work with Courtney as a coach. She still has spots open she takes a lot of clients for us. So that's why she always has some spots open for a little bit longer, but she is booking up. Um, so you can schedule a discovery call with me and then we'll kind of make sure that you're all good to go. Nothing that would be too triggering for you. And then you can start working with Courtney, but thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much for listening to the millennial nutritionist podcast for daily weight loss tips and nutrition information. You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.